I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 273 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that's coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I have an incredible guest to bring you guys today. I've been honored to have several Army Rangers and Green Berets on the podcast, but today I will be joined here by a former Delta Force operator, Pat McNamara. Pat is a veteran with 22 years of military service, many of which was with the Special Forces. His Instagram page is Lights Out. He is an awesome guy and a real warrior for a Special Warrior Wednesday edition of the show. Pat McNamara will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And I recorded this interview with Pat before the raid in which Army Rangers and Delta Force hunted down and killed the ISIS leader scumbag Baghdadi. Thank God for our special forces who have eradicated so many evil bastards. And honestly, we wouldn't stand a chance in this world if it were not for the men and women of our military forces. Groups like ISIS would continue to grow and kill and torture people to the likes of a genocide if they remained unchecked and unpunished. So God bless our troops, especially those who went there a few days ago and took out Baghdadi. And you guys did ask me over the summer to have more Army dads on the podcast here, and I've been honored to speak with some incredible ones, including Black Hawk Down pilot Mike Durant, who was here with me back on episode 243. If you missed out on that one, I highly recommend you flip it back and check it out. Mike Durant is, of course, the infamous Black Hawk pilot who was shot down in Somalia back in 1993. Tomorrow on the podcast, we head back to the gridiron with one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. He is the first African-American quarterback to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Warren Moon will be here with me tomorrow. And Friday, guys, get ready. UFC president Dana White will be my guest on the podcast. That one's going to be awesome. Please help me spread the word about the show here to every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list. Let them know about the show that celebrates fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks. Family values rule. And every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with retired Delta Force operator Pat McNamara. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Hey dads, are you looking to boost your energy level? Strikeforce Energy has got you covered. With a Strikeforce Energy Packet, you can turn any beverage into an energy drink. Their original energy packets contain no sugar, no calories, just an explosion of energy and flavor added to any beverage. Strikeforce Energy is veteran-owned, and all their products are made right here in the United States. Co-founded by Navy SEAL Sean Matson, Strikeforce Energy blows away the energy drink competition. Right now, First Class Fatherhood listeners can save... 15% off their purchase by visiting StrikeForceEnergy.com and using the promo code FATHERHOOD. Strikeforce Energy turns any beverage into an energy drink. Get yours today. StrikeForceEnergy.com, promo code FATHERHOOD. All right, and joining me now is a first-class father. He is a veteran who served with the United States Army Special Forces. His Instagram page is loaded with him performing tactical shooting, offering insightful security advice, crushing unusual workouts, and so much more. He is a real American hero, a warrior. It is an honor for me to say, Pat McNamara, welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Hey, thank you very much for having me on. All right, let's start here. How many kids do you have, and how old are they? Oh uh, well, I've got uh, I've got three kids, two from they're, and they're from different marriages. I have uh, a, a daughter who's a, an adult. She's 28 years old. Her name is Ashley. She lives up in uh, Wisconsin. And then I have uh, two. Well, I call them little kids, but they're uh, 
16 and 18, James and Claire. Wow. Okay, cool. What kind of sports activities were they all into? You know, um, they're they're into activities, but they're kind of oddballs like I was when I was a kid. Uh, I was an oddball. I didn't get into sports until later on in life. Uh, I was into all the the weird stuff, uh, drawing and playing the violin and riding a unicycle and bird watching and stuff like that. You know, I'm pretty sure my dad was worrying about me for a while there, but he uh, but he supported it 100%. <clears throat> so my kids are into, um, like James is into theater. Uh, that's kind of his sport. And they're both into uh, computer tech stuff that is like beyond my comprehension. They, I even bring them to a uh, camp in the summer where they um, – you know, they build 3D kind of animation and models and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, they're into uh, they're into the goofball stuff, kind of like I was, but different generation goofball. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I have four kids myself, and my oldest guy, he's into the coding and all that stuff, and he's a big chess player. And I never knew how to play chess until he started playing. Now we the whole family plays chess, which is pretty cool. Oh, but dude, man, chess is chess is awesome. You know. Uh, it it can help you with everyday life, you know, and planning and and thinking thinking to move ahead. Yeah, I, I've loved it since I started playing it. So it's definitely something I never would have tried to play as a kid, and now now I find myself, you know, you know, dying for a game here and there now. So right, good for you. Yeah. Um, if you could, Pat, just take a minute here just to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Yeah, sure. I I grew up in uh, Connecticut, so close to you. Um, and then I joined the military when I was. 18, and that was in 1983. <clears throat> I did uh, 22 years in special uh, in Army Special Operations, had a whole bunch of different special ops jobs. Um, my last 13 years were in Delta. I retired in 05. I generated my own company, T-Max Inc., in 2010, which is um, kind of like a uh, the, the school of badassery. I teach shooting, fighting, close quarter battle, uh, combat strength training, that kind of thing. And, and I'm almost in a different state every every week. I've been going full bore since uh, 2010. Yeah, that's awesome, Pat. And thank you for your service, of course. Right and what um? And I know you've had all these wild experiences in your life. About how old were you when you first became a dad, and how did becoming a father kind of change your perspective on life? Yeah, I was I was pretty young, uh, you know, so early twenties, and it, uh, <laughs> you know, the first time you're dad, you realize, damn man, this is a massive responsibility. There's this little human being that at the moment is 100 percent completely dependent on anything that I do. You know, they have absolutely, they are so fragile. You know, human babies, uh, and and uh, it, 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 it's the other thing that that's amazing is the instant love affair that you have. You know, you you have this instant love affair with this being that you've never met, and all of a sudden you're you're meeting this this baby, and you and you just fall in like deep uh, deep love. And so it changes. I think it changes perspective on life because you get to appreciate life more. And then. When I was older, like having because I have kids that are 16 and uh, and 18, um, I got to live vicariously through them, and it, it was it was easier for me having kids older uh, because you have a lot more patience. 
uh, a lot more understanding. You kind of look at him and you go, well, let me see. Is it going to hurt them, hurt someone else, or cost me money? Ah, eh, screw it. Let them do what they're saying, you know. <laughs> let, them, let them explore. Uh, so, yeah, it uh, – it, it it definitely changed my life in a, in a in a in a variety of ways. Yeah, well said. And I love all the posts you throw up there on Instagram, especially when it comes to the ones about protecting your family. That's right something on, yeah. as a, yeah, that's something as a dad, you know, we all are concerned about, especially when we're a new father with our family walking through the streets. So, uh, for the average dad out there that doesn't attend the badass uh, academy, like what what could the average dad be doing to make sure his family is safe while we're walking down the street with them? You know, it doesn't take much. Um, and don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm not a paranoid guy, nor do I think that we live in a more dangerous world than we did uh, yesterday. People think that, but it's really false. Because the reason we think that is because there's more information now. And because there's more information, there's more cameras, there's more eyes in the sky, we really live in a safer environment. Um, however, uh, we don't plan to fail, but we fail to plan. And when we do, we get experience, and experience is something we get shortly after we need it. So when you're walking around with your with your family, the way I put it, and I wrote about this in my book called Sentinel, is you are the agent in charge of your own executive protection detail. Those kids and your wife, what have you, they are your uh, your PC. You know, they're, they're your precious cargo. So at a minimum, you just have to be switched on. Just don't go in the white. You shouldn't be walking around in 45 degree syndrome looking at your cell phone. You know, you should just be omnicognizant. Uh, and what I mean by white is Cooper's color code, like from white to red. Uh, you, you, you can't walk around in the orange all the time, but just in the yellow, you know, just right there in the yellow, just switched on, looking for um, areas of egress and uh, ingress and exits and, uh, you know, kind of think about also if something bad happens, which way are the sheep going to run? And that might – following the sheep might not be the best recourse. You know, you might have to come up with your own plan. And a piss-poor plan right now is better than a really good plan 10 minutes from now in most cases. So all I tell people is just have a little bit of situation awareness. And that, and that's a that, – right there, you're ahead of the game if anything happens. you know. And I'm not talking something extremely violent. It could just be a, a tree falling, you know, or, you know, a construction site mishap or, um, you know, a, a, a car that's out of control, stuff like that, just – switched on head on a swivel yeah and i guess maybe just having the phone in your pocket is half the battle it's so true that i mean i drive uber on the weekends and even the communication skills once these kids are getting in the car they they're just all they're just glued to the phone so it's just um it seems that's where everybody is living their life right now yeah i i i have a saying that people are so connected that they're disconnected and they live in 45 degree syndrome they're flat they're fat it's flaccid Com, uh, uh, complacent button pushers, you know, and uh, it, it's a shame because my communication skills are dying, and you know, it's a struggle with my kids because you know, uh, you know, we go out or something, they want to be glued to their phones, uh, so I, I I make sure that I drive the conversation and that I lead by example. That I'm never, if my phone rings while I'm driving them, I'm never answering that thing. You know, I just hit the off button, and that when I'm out with them. I don't get on my phone. You know, I, 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 I drive the conversations. So that way we could have an intellectual discourse. Yeah, and, and you're right there with the 16 and the 18-year-old. My oldest is uh, 13, so I'm just about to hit all them uh, avenues of, you know, interest as the teenage years come on here. I'm curious about how, 
How do you handle, especially with your daughters there, how were you when it came to, like, handling them when they started hitting the dating scene? <laughs> well, you know, here's the other thing that I, that I am uh, contending with is uh, gender confusion nowadays. <laughs> uh, it's a real thing. And you know how when, you, when, when, when we were growing up, if there was a gay guy in your class, it was because he was gay. You know, he didn't, he didn't choose that. He, he, that's just the way he is. That's the way he's wired. Nowadays, you get to pick your gender, man. You get to actually pick it. It's, it's, it's crazy. So that's one of the things that I struggle with with my daughter because, uh, you know, she identifies one way, and I'm all good with it. But, uh, you know, stick with it. My son isn't. He just says, hey, man, if you're confused about your gender, just look down your pants. Nothing beats an American flag made in the USA, right? Well, how about an American flag made in the USA by veterans out of duty-worn fatigues from all branches of the military? That is exactly what you get with combat flags. Combat flags are handcrafted from duty-worn fatigues and offer a tangible piece of freedom to the American people. Each flag is accompanied by a professionally designed and printed card that tells the story of service of a soldier, marine, airman, sailor, or coastie who wore the fatigues used to make the flag. They are the real deal, Dad, so what are you waiting for? Visit CombatFlags.com and use the promo code FATHER, and First Class Fatherhood listeners will save 10% off their purchase. Veteran-owned, American-made. CombatFlags.com, promo code FATHER. Yeah, that's definitely become uh, – I don't even know how it got to the point where it is right now, Pat, with all that stuff. It seems like it's um, – it, it seemed comical in the beginning, and now it's all, uh, you know, you know, very serious, and, uh, you know, everyone has to kind of be on their toes with how they uh, identify people. So uh, it, it's a little bit confusing to me, and it's something that – you know, I know that they're bringing in this stuff that they just had last week in my kid's school. They had this uh, LGBT – uh, seminar that they had to go to and attend that was kind of teaching the kids about that stuff. So it's uh, it's all in the mainstream and in the school systems now. Yeah, it, it is. And and something I was thinking about with uh, <clears throat> like my daughter and my son. This is uh, just to uh, I don't call it advice or what have you for for guys who are listening out there. My my kids and I have a really good open honest relationship. There's no secrets. You know, we don't. Um, I don't. I don't patronize them. I don't, I'm not condescending to them. So I have a really good trusting bond with them. So they allow me to follow all their social media stuff. And, you know, I learn more about them on social media than talking to them because that's where uh, they live. They live in that now. And, you know, it drives me crazy, but I don't live with them. They live down the road from me. So I see them as often as possible. But I am big brother, but I'm also dad and they know that that there's a line there that they that you know i give them sound honest advice and it's it's brutally honest and they love it they 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 appreciate that and they respect it like for instance right now you know kids are being cyber bullied and my daughter is uh very sensitive to that and and i have to tell her look at look at some of the comments people throw me I mean, I have a massive following on the interwebs. Do you think any of this crap bothers me? Hell no, it doesn't. And people are brutal when they want to uh, bash me on the interwebs. I mean, it's a pretty good bashing, but 
I could really freaking care less. Yeah, that, that's something because you know what, Pat? I, I never had a social media account until I started this podcast up last year, and I've just been blown away by the amount of, like, especially on Twitter, it's vicious on there. Like, people are just, uh, you know, and some people, they do, they do, they take it for real, and that's hard for me to believe, too. Right. Yep. Uh, and one thing I'm curious to ask you about, Pat, just because we've had, you know, a, a rise in the school shootings or a rise in the just uh, mass shootings in general, how do you kind of feel about, uh, putting armed guards or veterans like that in our children's school systems? Uh, I, I think it's a good idea. Now, just because somebody has a gun doesn't mean they're armed. You know, the mind is the final weapon. All else is supplemental. But if a guy is trained, absolutely. Now, since you brought that up, uh, I'm going to state a piece on that. Uh, and I am so freaking happy that right now, in, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to try not to get political, but there are people politicians who are taking actions against uh, <clears throat> Big Pharma because Big Pharma has been a pet peeve. It's been a burr in my side uh, for, uh, for a long time because I had somebody that I was living with affected by Big Pharma, and I saw the deterioration of a human being. Every one of those mass shootings, every single one of them, the common denominator besides a gun was Big Pharma. Big Pharma was behind him, and I mean, even Vegas, you know, that guy was on a cacophony of, of different freaking uh, prescription meds. Uh, but every one of them, um, there was prescription meds behind, every one of those. But back to answer your questions, I think that that is a, it's a solution right now, you know, to, to put somebody armed at a school so long as they're, so long as they're trained. They've got to be trained because it's a deterrent. Yeah, we should send them to the school of badassery before we arm them in the schools for sure. Damn straight. <laughs> yeah, and I think the other common denominator we see with a lot of these guys that do the mass shootings, not only uh, either mentally ill or they're on prescription meds, many of them are coming from uh, a fatherless household, and we're having a, a fatherless crisis in the country right now, especially, you know, a lot of men that are just walking away from their responsibilities as a father in general overall. Yeah, 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 kids need that uh, structure and, and that role model. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, that sucks, you know. I don't know what the stats are on it or if it's inclined, but, uh, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, it's not too good. And uh, how about as far, obviously, you know, you've had a long, extensive military career. You're very well disciplined, but what type of disciplinarian are you as a father? Um, you know what? The, the kids get probably too much from their mom. I'm not talking, like, physical, but probably too much from her. So I am, I am hard-nosed with discourse. Um, and I do preemptive strikes. Like, for instance, I say, hey, uh, pretty soon you have your license. Uh, just to let you know, if I ever see you on your phone driving, the car's gone and the phone's gone. Just, you understand that? You understand that? Because I am not going to mess around. I'm dropping the hammer. I'm not giving you a second chance. I'm dropping the hammer. Car's gone, phone's gone. Do you understand? So I try to do preemptive strikes, you know, on uh, stuff only because – I was a kid a long time ago, but I remember being a kid. I remember it vividly. And I know that the shit kids can get into, you know. Uh, so uh, when they when they goof up, and I'm, I'm fortunate to have really good kids, uh, but, you know, they've goofed up in the past either, and it's nothing, it's nothing great, but uh, I'll kind of have them tell me their side of it and then I'll shoot holes in it and then tell them about 
you know, the recourses without lecturing them. Because the lecture, man, I don't want to hear, I didn't want to hear a lecture when I was a kid. You know, just issue my punishment, please. Just get it over with. I know I screwed up. Oh, you know. Yeah, I, I, I sometimes catch myself in the middle of one of those lectures, and I'll be like, wait a minute, what am I doing here? Like, and I, I just by the look on their face sometimes, I'll realize I'm going a bit too far with it. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be thought out, you know, and I, I'm, I'm not a, uh, I, I don't, I don't know if I've ever had to like spank my kids. I think for safety's sake, when they were like three and four, maybe you know, uh, I, I, I probably did, but um, uh, yeah, I think I, I think that's what it's most effective anyway. Before the, the kids can really actually communicate what they what's going on and have a conversation with you, I think it's very effective at that age, especially you know. Yeah, yeah. But and then, like you said, with the, with the text messaging, that's like it, it, what's encouraging about this generation of kids, Pat, is that they don't drink and drive hardly at all because of the Lyft and the Uber. I, they're always using public transit, well, ride share, I guess, whatever it's called. Yep. Uh, but but now it's the texting and the talking on the phone that's become the bigger ep- epidemic with these kids. Yeah, that's that, and that's like pandemic, you know. It's it's. I think there there's stats. I have to look it up again, but I think. You know, people worry about mass shootings and stuff like that. What kills teens? Texting and driving. I think it's yeah. 11, 11 or 12 a day in the yeah, U.S. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, I um, know it's up there. You may be right about that. Yeah, it's, it's definitely yeah, up I, there. I mean, instead of getting rid of guns, they should get rid of cell phones. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because, man, cell phones kill. Man, I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm curious. I'm going to look it up again when we're done with this. Yeah, it's definitely a high percentage. I mean, it, it's the thing. They don't stay off of them, so it's it's like the addiction keeps them to it. So whether they're driving or not, they're not even by knowing it, they're pulling that thing out and checking it. So uh, yeah. it's definitely an addiction problem for sure. And I know that you always post up there your workout routines. They look very intense. A lot of dads struggle with staying in shape or, or yeah. exercising. Well, what's one exercise you would recommend, or if you had to pick one exercise you could do for the rest of your life, what would it be? Uh, man, you know what? I think uh, pull-ups, uh, only because the ability to pull your body up, your body weight, is a life-saving, it's a life-saving skill, and not just for your life, but for somebody else's life, too. It, I mean, that's a hard one to answer, but I think that one, or maybe a deadlift, you know, lifting something heavy off the ground, one or the other. Okay, very cool. And, uh, you know, you've had, a, you know, you're very active there on social media. What kind of goals or plans do you have here next? What's up for you in the future? Um, I, I'm going to start a new series um, on my Instagram page called Basic Dude Stuff. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. It's going to be ridiculous, funny, and uh, they'll be inf- kind of like my Sunday Sentinel sermons. Uh, yeah. just, just a mad minute of uh, information. First, first yeah. So, yeah, and then I'll, I'll play on uh, – increasing my presence on my uh, Pat Mac YouTube channel. Okay, yeah, I look forward to that. Yeah, I, I love your presence on there. You, you know, you have a great delivery, so um, I always enjoy tuning in to see what you're throwing up there. Um, Appreciate last, it. Last thing I want to hit you with here, Pat, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast here, what type of advice do you have for that new father or for that about-to-be dad who's out there listening? Uh, I'm going to re- kind of repeat what I said before. First off, um, you know, treasure that that life. That life is 100% dependent on you for a long, long time. But we we're we're too helicopter nowadays. You got to let a kid be a kid. And one of the things that's, in my opinion, killing kids is kids aren't bored anymore. So kids aren't bored anymore. So there's a lack of creativity and imagination. 
because they're not bored. So they need to be bored. They need to play. They need to figure out, what can I do with this this piece of wood and this uh, roll of scotch tape, you know, uh, because they're – there's a lack of creativity and imagination in kids. And, man, those early years, you know, all we're doing now with little kids is we're putting a cell phone or a, an electronic device in their hand to keep them occupied and interested. And uh, I think that's killing uh, imagination. And, and just, be, just be patient. Like, like, like I said, uh, you know, I looked at my kids and I, I, I gave them a lot of, uh, a lot of you know, leash and um, – I would ask, is it going to hurt them? Is it going to hurt somebody else? Is it going to cost me money? And if not, I was like, eh, I'm going to let them explore. and let them do that. Yeah, I love that philosophy. Uh, this has been an honor for me. i got to say, Pat McNamara, you are a first-class father all the way, and thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time on first-class fatherhood. Right on, Alex. Thank you. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Pat McNamara for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was such an honor. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. And lock it in. I got two more bangers coming at you to close out the week strong here. NFL Hall of Fame quarterback Warren Moon joins me tomorrow. And Friday, UFC President Dana White will be here on the podcast. All right, that's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. Tall as a tree, I was all feeling so.